Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Drew Barrymore Show podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You guys both look gorgeous. Thank you. I don't. I underdress, and I apologize. I was feeling like we're meeting Drew. It's like a 90s chic vibe, you know, and now I'm like, I should have been like news- you know what's so funny? I'm only dressed this way because I'm at work. And in, if I was in my normal clothes, you would feel like you're ready to hit the red carpet. <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome back to Drew's News Podcast, where we're giving you all the quirky, fun, and inspiring, and yes, informative stories that exist in the world because, well, we all need it right now. And today we're covering everything from love and relationships. And this week, I have not one, but two fabulous co-pilots from the podcast, Girls Gotta Eat. Raina Greenberg and Ashley Hesseltine. Hi. Hi. You guys, thank you so much for coming here today. <laughs> thank you for having us. <laughs> I just, I'm amazed that you guys are getting like 2.5 million like downloads, uh, you know. Uh, what does that feel like knowing that I was interested, Ashley, in asking you and I was like, let's save it for the podcast because I'm genuinely curious. You were in a relationship that like you wanted to make it work. It wasn't like going the way that you were hoping it Mm -hmm. was. And that opened you up and matriculated to like an idea for this podcast or wanting to do this. Yeah. Let's not give him too much credit. No, I'm just kidding. But I just. Yeah, screw him. (laughs) But a light bulb went off in you. I was in a relationship that there was a lot happening. There was falling in love. There was a real connection. There was seeing a future. But there was also a lot of volatility and toxicity and trying to – wanting something to work so badly that just wouldn't. And I – dabbled in therapy for a little bit. And I was just taking in so much information. I was talking to friends about their relationships. And I just became so intrigued with relationships in general. What what makes them work? What makes them not work? How can you be so in love? And this can't work out. And that made me want to just talk about it more. And I knew that I wanted to be, that a podcast would kind of be the next natural thing for me personally and everything that I'd done in my career. And they were really gaining a lot of traction. So that's kind of 
what I felt like the next step would be, obviously with a comedic twist. And then I was like, I just want to talk about dating and relationships, you know, like I don't want to go through another breakup again and not tell millions of people about it. And Raina, then you came in, like what was the impetus for you to want to jump in and talk about relationships with the company of millions of people? (laughs) And I don't say that judgmentally because I've been an open book my whole life. Yeah. You know, I have a business partner that, you know, allows me to do that, of course, and an incredible audience. But for me, I went through this really pivotal moment in my life where my fiance came home the night before our engagement party and he said, I'm not in love with you and I don't want to marry you. And my whole life just exploded and I was so humiliated and I was just like, where do I even go for this information? Like, who can I bond with? I must be the only person that anybody's ever broken an engagement with in the entire world. And I didn't even know where to go for community and... Fast forward, you know, I mean, Ashley, we start the show and we get to talk about all these things and you get to normalize these experiences for, for so many people. For, you know, Ashley talks a lot about not wanting to be a mother or I talk about my fiance leaving me and things like that. And people can like look at our show and go like, I, I recognize my experience and I'm normal and it's going to be okay and I'm going to survive. And the things that I want are totally normal. If I want this thing in the bedroom or in the boardroom or whatever you want. And it's it comes really natural to both of us. We're very open and we have families that allow us to do that too. Like our parents are just so excited to like see us do what we do. That's so nice. Yeah. Because I don't think that this does work. I don't think being an open book or a curious person or wanting to explore in a community style setting, I don't even want to call it in public because I really think communities like I've Just a well-intended word. Public feels like it's, you know, you're an exhibitionist. And that's, for me, not (laughs) what it's ever been. I'm just like, you know, I I have a problem building walls up with other people. Those I save for uh, sexual and uh, romantic relationships. Um, That's where, like, the walls sort of go up now Uh in my adulthood. But I think that it's nice to know you're not alone. It's nice to to speak about these things. It's nice to discuss and figure out and work on things and make progress and grow, also grow up. The more the years go by, the sort of more I feel calmer. I know things more. I've figured out things more. I'm liking life more. Mm -hmm. I was such a wobbly calf for so much (laughs) of my life, or at least it felt that way. Mm -hmm. So I, I like, I like figuring it all out. What, what else are we here to do? Yeah. I feel like I've always wanted to talk more about this stuff. So that's what made, has made the show popular. Who does it? You know, I, I don't like to have small talk with people. I'm just like, when's the last time you got laid? Let's talk about it. Or, you know, tell us, tell me about your terrible breakup. Like, mm-hmm. I think yes. it's really how we like to bond. It's like sleepover talk, you know, morning after talk. It's yep. like kind of what we fostered in the podcast. Cut is to people, the chase. They feel uh-huh. like they're just hanging out with their friends, which has kind of always been the goal. Yeah. And people listen every week because they want to catch up on our lives. Like, I can't tell you how many people find the show and go back to episode one because they're like, I got to see how they got there. And I got to hear about the relationships and the breakups. And it's like must-see TV. They want to go back and hear about our whole lives. And as much as our audience is given to us and says, like, thank you for helping me fix a broken relationship or leave a toxic one or fix a friendship. And they've given us so much, too. And it means so much, like, when somebody hears us talk about something and they message and say, like, thank you so much for talking about that. I thought I was the only person. Or you put words to something I was never able to vocalize. And Yeah, it's encouraging. It's exciting. Um, and by the way, can I ask the origin stories of Girls Gotta Eat and, like, 
for anyone who may not know how you guys came upon that title. It's so catchy. It's so crisp. It's got <laughs> crisp. like yummy it. bite to it. It is. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I came up with it one day walking to the L train. I mean, I just was like texting with Raina. We'd already decided to do this podcast. I was throwing names out there. And I, I love the phrase. People sometimes reference a Friends episode when Phoebe says a girl's got to eat. I mean, I grew up, or I didn't grow up, but I spent a lot of time in the South where I feel like the connotation is like, you know, a girl's got to go on a bad date to get a free meal. I think there's a world in which a girl's got to get her money, get her bag, or just get laid or whatever. It's open to interpretation. And now I feel like I'm hearing it more in like when they someone says like they ate, it's like they did really well. They performed really well. They crushed that whatever. So I just, it's even, I feel like picking up more traction. And so it just applies to every area of life. It looks cute on merch. It does. <laughs> it's like our sorority. We have like sorority t-shirts. I love that. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to get And in. we love to eat. I just need to make it clear. <laughs> I was a food blogger. Ash and I love to eat. We, yeah. a, eating's a big part of that. I mean, literally you could lure me like the dumbest fish in the sea with like any <laughs> bait that's edible. Um, all right. Well, we'll be right back to serve you more news, including dating terms that you need to know to the green flags and relationships that you must pay attention to. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, well, let's get into story number one. A married woman wrote into the Washington Post advice column asking for guidance on how to comfort her single friends when they're feeling down, and it sparked a little debate. The article is entitled, Can a Married Person Comfort Unhappy Single Friends? And that is the question here for us right now. Guys, thoughts? Yes, tell them how your marriage is. Like, tell them what's going on in the marriage and everything that's going wrong. That's how you comfort single people. I love to hear about all the terrible going on in my friends' marriages. I'm going to, I'm kind of kidding, but not really. Like, I know I love this. Go. (laughs) Keep going. I think there's a world in which you think everything's perfect. You think that your friends have these perfect marriages, these perfect families and kids and marriage and family and kids are wonderful. But I think it's sometimes helpful to show the cracks if your friend is complaining. You're like, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And I think that's part of it, and I'm half joking, but I think that, I don't know, Raina, what are are your feelings? Well, I read this article, and I read the feedback, and I thought it was really interesting, and I think a lot of times, listen, it's well-intentioned, you want to help your friends, but I think a lot of times for people that are married for a long time, the feedback to their friends can be like, well, me and Josh just worked out because blah, 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 and it's like, I'm not asking you for your very insular situation and Mm. feedback on why your life is better than mine and why it worked out for you and it can't work out for me, and um, the feedback in this article was really great, actually, because she said, instead of 
of telling somebody like why your life worked out so well and why your marriage is so good, mine information about their lives and say, well, let's talk about your past and some patterns and just ask Ugh. them more questions about their own life instead of regurgitating why yours is so great. And I thought that was like really interesting feedback. I also think, you know, sometimes that's not the friend you need to go to if you just want to vent sure. about being single. I think sometimes it's this could be on the other person, you know, like the friend, the married friend felt like they don't, they're not hearing anything I have to say. I'm not sure how to act. You know, I want to be like, I support you and I hear you. But if they just want to moan and groan about being single, which is fine, everybody needs to vent, maybe find another single friend <laughs> yeah. to go down the rabbit hole with. I, oh my I mean, God, I love this so much. I agree. There are some relationships I look at and I'm like, I'm so relieved I'm single because yeah, some all the time. relationships are so full of tension. It's like I, I'm with couples sometimes and it's like their every move like has this weird like gaspy nature to it. Like, but I do, like the person moves a cup and the other person kind of like flinches and reacts to it. And I think that eggshell life, I would yes. just not make it. Ashley and I look at other relationships sometimes and I like will side text her and be like, aren't you so glad this isn't <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Are you glad this is just like, I'm unbothered. I'm just ordering my takeout, hanging out, watching Netflix at night, unbothered. I'm not, I'm not having sex with anybody that, you know, but at the same time, I just, I don't have to deal with the bad stuff and that's great. I couldn't agree more. And then, you know, there are couples I hear about and I usually hear about them right when I need it the most. Like mm -hmm. somebody who met and within four days like got married, but they've been married for 23 years uh -huh. and they have three beautiful children and they're figuring it out. And do I know the ins and outs of their relationship? No, but I am a hopeless romantic, but I'm also a very pragmatic person who does not want or need to be in a relationship mm -hmm. or having sex for the sake of any of it. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be 48 years old and I have two kids. It's just naturally where I am. I wouldn't have felt this way mm -hmm. 10, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so I I want to get to the place in my life where I just don't idealize other people. Um, and I'm not fooling myself about what other people have. I want to figure out what's right for me. Um, and that has taken a lot of time of being single and getting to know myself because I didn't know myself well enough. Mm -hmm. I was somewhat of an imprinter as most of us are when mm. we get into a relationship where we become half of that other person and I wanted to become fully whole on my own. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy to look at other people's lives and be like, I want that thing. And some people are just lucky. Both of our brothers have great marriages. Ashley's parents have a great marriage. Mm -hmm. and That's an interesting question. Do we think some people get lucky? I don't think there's anything easy about a long-term relationship. I don't think you're just, like, <laughs> lucky and it just happens. But, yep. you know, I think my brother and his wife really work on it. I think they're lucky to have met at 22 and grown up together and grown in the same direction and have, like, a great life. I'm sure that it's hard. But, you know, I also think, like, I look at your life and mine and Ashley's and I think, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm so proud of my life. I think some people look at us and think, I want that. Yeah. I would forgo all this other bullshit to have that. I mean, yes. I, my life's Why? a dream. I feel like I'm in a dream. I'm like, I, this is amazing. I want to high five yeah. right now. I want to high five right now. It's so true. We talk about the romanticization of couples. I want to romanticize the individual and the life. 
Yes. Yeah, we were on stage at the Chicago Theater, and Ashley and I were like, this is the best night of our lives. I defy, like, I I, I love dating. Okay, I date once or twice a year. That's about as much as I can handle. <laughs> um, and there's even the worst dates are comedy stories for me. Uh, that's yes. why I do comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, nothing can happen that I can't go on stage and work through it and make people laugh. Agreed. With me at my expense, I guess. It's it's a it's such a dream to have these crazy things happen, whether it's a funny sexual experience or a getting ghosted and be able uh, to share it I with all these people. I just got ghosted so hard recently. Uh, what? Who ghosted your parents? Oh, crazy. Oh, it was it was gnarly. Okay, but this is so great because something so wonderful came out of it because it really like hurt my feelings because the person and I had a great date and we made a plan to meet up that weekend and you know I. It was just, it just felt very adult and, you know, it felt like, oh, this is, there's something here maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I know from like one date, that sounds psycho. No, it doesn't. doesn't. It does it not at all. Just, I've met people and been like, you were put on the earth for me in a couple of hours. It doesn't sound crazy. You know, I'm not sure I was investing that much, but yeah. I definitely <laughs> thought. And also we hate him because he goes to Jew. Well, I thought maybe we would meet up for the plan we made that weekend. Ugh. Complete ghost. <gasps> And so I called my therapist, Barry, which I know sounds bougie, and that's not it. Barry is, like, one of the most high-road thinking people I've ever met. And I was speaking to him, and I was just saying, God, I just missed that Jack Berger post-it note. We all vilified him in Sex and the City for the post-it note. I'm sorry. I can't. Don't Don't hate hate me. me. And this was the bad guy? This guy in this day and age would be a Freaking saint. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. You know something's not kosher here. Yeah. I can't. Well, guess what? Now I get to move forward with my life. Yeah. I know what you're <laughs> thinking and feeling, which is it's not on. It's not happening. It's not for me. You're not for me. It's not for me. I can't. Yes. And don't hate me as you – know, look, I acknowledge something like a little weird is happening here. But look, that's just how it's got to be because I can't. Can I ask more questions about this? Please. So you had a plan. What's and his like, name? What did he – yeah, also what's his name? I thought you were going to say I called my publicist. You're like, I called my therapist. It's normal. You're like, call page six. <laughs> we have a story. Exactly. No, um, I called Barry the greatest man, like, thinker and – I basically said, you know, I there's a part of me that wants to text him and say, gosh, I, you know, this is so awkward. If we do run into each other, you know, I just don't like meeting people and not having things be above board. So, like, clearly no plans. But I, And then I'm like, as I'm telling him this, I'm like, this is so stupid. I know this is my ego talking. And this is not coming from the part of me that I accept of myself. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know what to do. I just want the Jack Burger post-it note. It would have made it all okay. What I like to do is just send a ghost emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. You ghost to me. <laughs> like I love it. And it's Where, Halloween. Okay, I. This is okay. This is that's the next thing I'm gonna do. Okay, Drew, you gotta do it soon though, because you can't. It can't be a Halloween text. No. Well, it's be yeah, I think the statue of limitations is gone. But here's what Barry told me, and I'm so into it. I was like, why? Why couldn't I just get the Jack Burger post-it note? That's all I wanted. And he mm-hmm. goes, well, you can write the Jack Burger post-it note to yourself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, you just took all the heat and fire and passion mm-hmm. for me to make this make sense to me through another human being, and I'm closing the book on it. I feel whole. I'm moving on. It's like literally in the rearview mirror, and I'm driving away. All that energy to 
want to control it, understand it, fix it, or say my piece is gone. Because mm-hmm. I now know he couldn't. He's maybe sorry. And like, I don't hate, like, it just all of a sudden, if you can say for yourself, someone can't, it's like, it's so healing. Yeah. I also think Rain and I did an episode on this recently, and we were inspired by this article in New York Mag, maybe. New York Mag, this guy, um, Poppy. His quote, I, I'm not going to get it right, but it was, why would you want to be with somebody that's going to do that anyway? It's like yep. really rude. It's disrespectful. It's cowardly. I guess there's also extenuating circumstances, of course. There's could always be a situation where there's a death in family. They died. But like, it's really not good behavior. And it's such a red flag mm-hmm. when people do that, when they have a nice time and just disappear. So and make that's a kind of how, and yeah, so that's kind of our our closure is like, you don't want that person. I know it's not such a hot take, but it's like... No, it's the hottest take. First of all, <laughs> if you need the burger post-it note, write it to yourself. If that's not enough for you, the ghost emoji might be the most delicious <laughs> takeaway and piece of a, a prompt ever. And at the ultimate question is, why would you want to engage with this person at all who would treat anyone that way. Absolutely. Man up and like go this, off or lady up who it gets girls goes too. Oh my God, I love you. We this, just solved ghosting. I, we just solved ghosting. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You have an A, B, or C menu yeah. of options. Whereas a few weeks ago, I felt so helpless and stupid. I mean, if. Everybody feels stupid, and, like, I think it really probably empowers people that even, like, Drew Barrymore can get ghosted. Like, what hope That's do what I, I have? I was thinking. But, like, yeah. it, it makes us all feel really small. And when you really think about it, this person doesn't know you. I mean, he can Wikipedia you, but he doesn't know anything <laughs> Which about Which everybody can contribute to and say weird things right. about. He doesn't know you. He doesn't know anything about you. And that's not like a mark against the value that you bring to the world. It's like, oh, this person just decided to like ghost out of this. Like, it doesn't mean you're any it's less so interesting, yeah. smart, beautiful, sexy, any of those things. That You're just a stranger to them. And they just got busy and didn't respect you to say like, hey, I just don't see a romantic future. Yep, exactly. And I just, the reason I do love talking about it in this kind of goes back to the intro that we were talking about is I love sharing it because it's, you know, you said like, who would do that to you? And it's so funny. It's like, oh, no, I'm just a another girl out there who's dealing with the same stuff that, you know, we're all dealing with. And through technology and portals, there is now new behaviors that we are contending mm-hmm. with in the romance world. And we are all in this together. And it is incredibly relative. We are all literally trying to navigate the new normals and mm-hmm. figure out how to empower ourselves. And I, I just, I think, I think we're all in this together. And the more you talk about it, the more you realize exactly what you said when your fiance walked in is, I'm the only one that's going through this. And it's like, the more you talk about it, you'll feel less alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, story number two. Our next topic is from Dawn Dating, described as people who re- prefer going on early morning dates <laughs> to groundhogging, which means that you keep dating the same type over and over again. There's an endless amount of dating terms to come up with. And I was wondering, what are some of the terms that you've been using and do you have a fave? Um, so I, we just, we always laugh at this stuff because it's like they're just constantly rebranding 
behavior. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, like the, people are like, I need a new BuzzFeed like article. Let me rebrand this bizarre <laughs> behavior. I read this article and like one of the things that it was beige flags and it made me laugh so hard. We it's did not, it on the news. <laughs> and that's just we boring people, right? It's it just, just means that they're boring. So you go on a dating app and you're like, oh, this is a beige flag. I like, actually love that, that say, one. That people, was... people say I love like family and friends and meeting new people. Like that's a huge beige flag to me. Yeah, I love travel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so does everyone. Okay, but this might actually get into a richer conversation about said beige flags that are, again, seemingly like negative or have some albatross around their little necks. And, oh, beige flags, so boring. In between red and green flags lies beige. Are we all supposed to be looking at beige flags through a different lens because red and green might be a little severe in one direction or another. So I would like you to say what you said to me the other day because I was talking about this guy might be a little boring. And she was like, mm. go ahead, you, you say what no, you're saying. No, I, I, I can't wait to hear so this. first of all, Rain and I are not huge fans of dating apps in the first place. You know, and, and, and a lot of, I guess, both men and women, but a lot of men phone it in. It's am I, it's, it's going to be boring. They mm-hmm. did it on the fly. They're not thinking that deeply about it. It may not matter that much to them. They may have something stupid like, I love my family. It's like, that's that's nice. That's not a red flag. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So it's, I try not to read too deeply into that. For me, if I'm calling someone boring, it's because we did meet in person or, you know, whatever. But Raina is kind of has gone out with this guy. We met him along in the, in the winter and they've reconnected because I forced her to reach out to him. And <laughs> he, she just doesn't love his texting and that it's not so like spicy and exciting, but she likes him in person. So who cares? You yeah. know, like I, I brought it up. I was like, yeah, your ex was the best texter alive. So was mine. It was banter. It was witty. They were comedians, you know, but that didn't work out for a ton of reasons that they weren't our match. So if this guy's got everything else you like and you enjoy him in person, mm-hmm. we can let the texting go. I know it's not ideal. We love to text. Rain and I text all day long. We love banter. We love witty people. But that's not a reason to write someone someone off. Can yeah. we do this like every week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, you'll be the third co-host. I'm not kidding. No, where are the other two co-hosts on your show? <laughs> I've been so excited to do this with you guys and so honored that you would like lend your time over here on our field. And if there's anything like, I don't want to invite myself over, but I would <laughs> oh, love come to over. come on yours. Literally anytime. Or, you know, these are <laughs> the kind of conversations that we're all having offline. So to be having them online is so fun because they're, you know, th- this is, I just really appreciated everything you just said. And it's such good girlfriend advice. You know, I don't know what it is that men are looking for. I'm not a man, um, but maybe it's the same thing. And I just don't know that and realize it. But as a girl and a woman, like, I just really loved everything you said. And I think it's really solid advice. Thanks. I mean, yeah, these are the conversations we have all day, every day. I don't know how Rain and I, and I still have things to talk about four and a half years later. But um, yeah, well, that's 2.5 million people a month. Say but we laugh at the, I laughed at the Dawn dating because Rain used to. I never thought that it was weird that I like to go on day dates and she has been roasting me for years. <laughs> it's crazy. That I go out okay. in the daylight. It's crazy. And I have the skin <laughs> to carry a day date, okay? I look fine in the daylight, but I don't want to do it. I want to meet you at sexy time. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying you do too. I just, I 
Ashley has a whole skincare routine. I barely wash <laughs> my face with water. But you look great. Um, I don't. I want to be in the dark, sexy time. I want to be like sitting between your legs. I'd like there would be a possibility of like leg touching. I'm not doing it at four o'clock. She just she makes fun of me so hard if I go out with a guy before the sun sets. She's like, <laughs> I like the best day dates, Raina. Not I a like first date. Day dating too. Not a first date. I kind of like partying during the day, like and then being in bed by six. <laughs> you know? oh, like, that's my. I want to go yeah. out on a date. I want to like have some fun. I want to like blow it out, and then at six p.m. I'm home yeah. in bed with my like DoorDash. <laughs> we like that too on a Saturday night. We'll go out to dinner with girlfriends. If I could be home by ten, oh! If someone makes a so six nice. o'clock res, I'm like, say less. Yeah, Feels nice. Yeah. An eight p.m. res is red flag for me. <laughs> I know. Um, all right. Well, we'll be right back after this break to serve you more news, including the chore Courtney Kardashian is doing completely butt naked. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, everybody, and we're back. A woman is seeking advice since a friend um, in her circle consistently forgets to Venmo her back. She won't even pay up for a $20 karaoke night despite allegedly hogging the mic all night. How do you go about fixing this? It's really uncomfortable when somebody forgets to pay you back. I'm, people can read this article. Her the way she went about it was a little crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think that you just have to say, like, you send the two Venmo requests, and then you text the person, I need the money. Like, I... Even if you have a bunch of money, you don't owe it to somebody else to pay for anything. And I think it's perfectly fine to text them a couple more times. And then I would stop inviting them to stuff. Yeah. We were saying, like, that is the nice thing about the Venmo request is you shoot the request out there. Sometimes I miss them. You don't always see them. Then you can follow up with the text. Like, hey, did you – and you just play dumb. Did you get my Venmo request? This was interesting because, A, what, the girl's rich or she has money. So the one that's not paying. Um so they brought that up. But then basically this girl wasn't paying. She has this track record of not paying. And the other girl just replaced her in the group outing without telling her. So that would have been such a good opportunity to be like, if you if you don't pay for the thing, you don't have a ticket and I'm going to invite someone else. And that could have been a teachable moment of mm -hmm. start paying for stuff. And Instead, she just kind of like bought iced her. Yeah, which ghosted her. Yeah, she ghosted her. It's just such an easy way. Also, paying for things ahead of time is such an easy way to be able to say to a person, yeah. I need to replace you with somebody who is going to pay me for this. So, like, not to ice them out, but, like, other people would like to come to this. They will give me money. If you would not like to give me money, I will go get it from another person. That's super fair. The, yeah. The, anything. Yeah, this was kind of. This is an issue. We want to validate it. Your friends that don't pay you back, you have to ask multiple times. 
it's awkward. You can decide if you want to be their friend. You should just definitely stop paying for them if you want to continue the friendship and don't cover them anymore. But this was kind of one of those weird things. It's actually best case scenario for those type of people because it was a pay in advance type of thing. Right. You know, we were talking. Well, that's uh, a solve. Everybody pays in advance and whoever doesn't, they don't come. Yeah. Yeah. This is a ticketed event or whatever it is. Or Raina just did a birthday dinner recently and the the girl who was hosting it sent out, like, this is the, the deal. This is how much it is. So everybody knows what to expect. Venmo me in advance. You know, it's just kind of, it does suck to have a friend like that, but there are, are ways around it if you want to keep the friendship. Yeah. Mm. I just pay for everything. Okay. Um, so I don't, I'm like, you know what? I don't even care. Just, I'll take care of it. Um, I got this. Um, <laughs> the way that you're like, hmm. Yeah, I don't care about this advice. If you're, if you're coming out with me, I'm not asking you for I'll, I've got it. We're good. I think we're talking to like 23-year-olds. <laughs> like, totally. Totally. It, totally. You know? It's true. I'm 48 and I've worked since I was 11 months old. I've got your, I've got your karaoke. <laughs> well, you pay, it's the yeah. sex in the city. You pay for the drink. Like, you, what is it? In your 20s, you're in your 30s, and your 40s, your 40s you, pay you pay for the, pay drinks. the drinks. Yeah. Yeah. I think even in my 20s, I did the same thing. But again, I but again, started working at 11 months old. By the time I was yeah. in my 20s. Paying for people at seven. You're <laughs> I paid the rent at like three years old. So <laughs> I'm so, so screwed up with money. I just don't even think of it. I'm like, I have some habits. Like, well, I've got this. Drew, you can come out with us anytime. We'll right? pay for us. <laughs> and I tip really well. I bet. Like, I, I might have a tipping problem. <laughs> um, problem or is have. there such a thing? Um, okay, our next story, Courtney Kardashian claims that she did the dishes completely butt naked to take advantage of being away from her kids while with Travis Barker in Palm Springs. Thoughts? Did you watch this clip? Oh, there's a clip? It's from the second episode of The Kardashians. Oh, what's the clip? Um, it's The clip is her telling her mom about it. Um, her <laughs> mom and Corey come over, and they're like, where are you guys? And then they have dinner together, and she's like sitting over tacos with her mom, being like, and then I just did the dishes naked. I mean, whatever. Go off and do whatever you want. I don't feel the need to tell my mom I, like, got b- and then, like, walked around and did chores. Like, I don't, my mom knows I'm b- I don't need to tell her. I'm here with my husband. Like, her need to constantly ram down everybody's throat, like, I'm getting b- it's, it's it's different. I, it's not for me, but like go off. I mean, I guess she was a Scott for so many years and they had separate bedrooms and she wasn't like doing dishes naked. Is that naked. true? Did they have separate bedrooms? So I don't know her personally, but they <laughs> talked about it a lot. Oh, really? I, I Interesting. Keep, uh, keeps up more. I keep yeah. up. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had like separate bedrooms. I remember when she got pregnant with a third kid. I think Kim said to her, like, he's not like a sperm donor. Uh, but don't you think that like. I don't know. The producer was like, hey, this will make a good headline. Tell your mom you did dishes naked. Yeah. And then they, you can see the headline and it's this like sexy tip. I mean, it's just everything feels I agree like it's with produced, my, the mom. Like that's I just a, 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 I, I can't. I, I, no, in front no. of Corey? Yeah, I know. Like, I, I know. Oh, oh. I would tell my mom that. My mom and I are like, I would be like, yeah, I, I don't know. I actually can't. I haven't lived with a man quite some time. I forget what it's like, but I don't, I, I just feel like Chris Corey, this is Chris yeah, and Corey, Corey were I, I to go agree. home. But I will say to Courtney Kardashian directly, and you know, no mother or boyfriend of mother, um, that um, I totally, when I'm alone and my kids are at their dad's, I totally strut around naked yeah. and I lock all the doors and I literally <laughs> like I love it so much there's a sense of me that thinks this is crazy you know it's not no that way. I'm even like so free and comfortable but I still enjoy it I'm like I'm in a state of being slightly torn but I'm so excited to have the opportunity so 
I I I totally get it. Uh, totally. This is uh, this. That's why I'm like, why is this news? Right, right, right. So, would you do the dishes naked too? Yeah, I think the dishes are a good thing to do. You don't want to cook naked. You get like a splatter, a grease <laughs> totally. on your body. Right. Like, totally. Fry naked. a nipple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, no, that's not all good. All of a sudden, pasta night is at the ER. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, they, right. Again, this is something that we, we did, we've done episodes on how to keep the romance alive, do spicy stuff around the house. Like, why not? I, uh-huh. I'm just I'm just trying to think if I'd want my partner to be doing the dishes. I just want to be doing the dishes. I don't want to look at a man yeah. bend over. A guy doing the dishes is enough of a turn on. What if he bends over, though? Like, he's naked. He bends over. You see a grundle. I don't want it. <laughs> oh, true. He's, like, filling the dishes. The male anatomy and female anatomy are so different. But you're right. It's funny. sexy. I think this is funny because so many couples fight about the dishwasher. Yeah. And it's like, you're fighting now. You're like, I'm naked. And he's telling me how to load it <laughs> properly. And this went terribly wrong. But like, my way, mom and dad would fight. My mom would be butt naked and my dad would like, Cindy, you got to put the knives down, you know? <laughs> Maybe this could also be like a like rock, scissors, paper for whoever has to do the dishes. And the other one gets to be naked and you turn it into a whole sexy Yeah, thing. I think yeah. it's sexy to do chores naked. Um, I don't know that I would tell my mom about it. But Chris seemed turned on by it, to be honest. She oh. wait, your stepdad, Chip? What are you <laughs> if you told Chip, Brain has this like funny stepdad. He's always wearing a statement shirt. He's always looking like he's about to. Ashley was strutting around my house in the tiniest little shorts. I, I was like, a... good for Chip. He gets to see some ass finally. I forgot he was in the house. And I came downstairs in Raina's mom's house. And I was wearing little booty shorts. And I have never forgotten it. It was traumatizing for everybody. <laughs> Were you doing the dishes? <laughs> I made a sandwich. So even sexier. <laughs> That's the kink By the way, family. that probably is every man's fantasy. Booty shorts and food. Great. Um, great. Nice stuff <laughs> okay, our final story. Let's end on a fun note. There are reportedly eight green flags um, in a relationship that you definitely should pay attention to since we've had a you know consistent flag conversation. Um, one of the green flags is feeling like a team. I like that. I wave that green flag. Um, the other is uh, if they say they're going to do something, mm-hmm. do it. They do it. I like that green flag too. What are some of your green flags when it comes to dating? So that one, th- them saying what they're going to do is I, when I read the article, I was hoping that was on there because that's probably the one that we discuss the most. It's so important showing up when you say you're going to show up, someone you can rely on, consistency, all those things. Um, we've even discussed different attachment styles and insecure attachment with an avoidant attachment. And like if the the least you can do is just be consistent and show up. Attachment is another word that Barry and I have discussed. Um, (laughs) And it is so powerful. Like I had a real attachment issue, ironically, to my job here. Mm -hmm. Um, Like for the first two years, I was really scared that it was just going to go away at any moment. Um, And we launched in a pandemic, and I was uh-huh. incredibly attached to this. Like, I, it's just – it makes me so fulfilled, and it I makes me that. so happy. And um, he would talk to me a lot about attachment, and it was – so it doesn't always just have to be in relationships with other humans, like with your parents or your lover or, mm-hmm. you know, your friends. Yeah. It, it can be 
a lot of different things, uh, the word and the feeling uh, and the idea of attachment. But it's a very powerful thing to bring up because once you realize that you have an attachment to something, you can immediately start to sort of unweave yourself from the web. Mm -hmm. So that's a great notion of discussing attachment in many different forms. I love that. I like discussing attachments to things other than romantic partners. Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing in the world means more to me than girls got to eat in this community. And I just, I'm so honored that we get to do this. And I get to do it with, like, my best friend. And it's so fun. And we've affected all these people. And I say, like, I don't even care if I have children because, like, I have, like, we've raised all these daughters. And it's (laughs) it's really, like, special and beautiful. And, um, of course, I want a romantic relationship. Of course, I want a partner like everybody else. But, like, I have this other thing. And I have all these friendships. And I'm very attached to, like, what we've built. Mm -hmm. Um, Raina, you got to have a favor from that article because it did say boundaries. <laughs> I do I do love boundaries and somebody respecting them. You know, you know what I liked in that article was um I I for a huge green flag to me is looking zooming out and looking at the person's life and saying do they have good relationships mm. with friends and family. Yes. And I think you can sort of base what your relationship might be like. Romantic relationships are different, but I want to know that like you have solid, healthy relationships with other people mm. and that you have a life outside of me, that you're going to bring things into my life. I love when somebody has a bunch of friends and I get to like meet new people and they have like a cool family and that's so fun for me. And I just want to look at what the relationships in your life are like. Because if I constantly hear you saying, I want to date with this guy, he told me he hated his brother and him and his sister had a bad relationship. Yeah. And of course, there's a lot of layers to that and why that might be the case. But I was just like, okay, let me note this. Mm-hmm. This person has two siblings. He has issues with both of them. Like what's going on here? I could not agree more. Um, Raina, I went on a date with a guy, and the whole time, all he did was talk trash about everyone, including family members, mm. um, in-laws, uh, friends, and people in his industry. Anytime I brought someone up trying to just desperately make conversation <laughs> with this negative Nelly, uh-huh. I swear to gosh, all I kept thinking is, oh, God, you are so toxic. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so bad. Yes, and yeah. it, it will suck you in. There are people who have this bond that, like, all they do is just talk bond. together and trauma bond, <laughs> yeah. complaint bond, and those, those people are, like, bad for your psyche. I just cannot tell you enough how much I have enjoyed this. I really want to do this again. I feel like I'm developing a little bit of attachment. <laughs> right now. Drew, I feel like we should take you out to dinner and pay for you. That's yeah, what we should do. <laughs> no, no, dinner's on me. All right, I won't fight you on it. <laughs> You've been working since you were 11 months old. It's true. I've, I've got everyone covered. I really do. I mean, Ashley and Raina, it's so obvious why you have this big community and following. And I'm so grateful that the world has you guys in it. I feel lucky to be in your sphere and I just want more. Thank you so much. Thank oh my gosh. So Thank much. you so much for we having feel us. Lucky. <laughs> Thank you. Seriously. All right. Follow the Drew's News podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the podcast, then you know you can tell a friend or you know you can um you know meet somebody somewhere and say like, hey, my name is have you heard the Drew's News podcast? Or <laughs> you know, if you get into some type of odd fender bender as you're giving your insurance information, you can say, you know, I've been listening to this podcast lately. I was just thinking it made me laugh. Maybe we need to laugh after this hideous situation. Um, you know, if it's just if it comes to the top of mind, yay. Um, and be sure to watch The Drew Barrymore Show every weekday by going to thedrewbarrymoreshow.com. And then you can find your local time and channel. And as always, 
Raina and Ashley, um, I'll sign off by saying to everyone, we make this show for you, so take it with you. But I'm certainly going to be taking this conversation with me. Thank you. We will Thank too. You. All right. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Drew Barrymore Show podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Start your mornings right with the same mug as seen on the Drew Barrymore Show. Take 20% off at checkout with code DREW20 at paramountshop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Drew Barrymore products with code DREW20 at paramountshop.com. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.